entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. Oh, this pop, this hot, oh, this strong. There's so many different flows. This one's for this song. The next one will switch up. This one will get bit up. Yeah. Hi, it's TBD. We're back in the building. <laughs> We're back in the building. Just want to let y'all know, uh, it's been a good week. Weather's changing up. Frequency getting higher. Vibrations feeling a little better. This clown got a hair. changing a little bit. Yeah, I'm back. I mean, don't don't blink with that, though. We can't talk, but, like, here's the thing, y'all, like, Y'all going to see a different side of Yates. I'm going to let y'all know when he gets cuts because y'all going to be able to see the difference. Y'all going to be able to feel it through like y'all earphones or y'all stereos or whatever y'all listen to us on. Y'all going to feel it because this he something's different with this man when he be getting a cut and it's like, okay, bro, you got a cut. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm tough, yo. What you mean? Like, yeah. everybody feel good when they get a cut. That's true. That's true. But I, I need to know how you feel though, because like over the weekend, like it was a good weekend. I mean, and then like it, it ain't even really like it was good for me. But like Friday, yeah, your whole shit probably changed up because your guys went and tanked the game, which I was cool with. I'm here for that. Lose the game on purpose. We need all the draft capital we can get. I'm a fan of the team. I'm cool. We ain't here to put nobody else in the playoffs. I'm here to get the best possible players available. And then y'all get the sixth pick as in the Eagles and then have the audacity to trade out. You cool with that? No, I'm not cool with that, Alan. Like, I, I'm saying Alan today because you got a haircut, so I'm calling you <laughs> Hey, yo, don't disrespect me like that. It was just like, don't I disrespect don't... me like that. Say less. Okay. I see what's going on here. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know the great Lord should love me in the bar. <laughs> Ain't that right, friend? Yo, nah, but I was just. Like, I don't know. And I was talking to this, you know, in my Eagles group chat that I have. I'm just like, yo, I'm convinced. And I think I tweeted this out, too. I'm convinced that Howie Roseman loves to piss the fan base off. Like, I, and, and, and I, truly, I truly believe this because every single time he has a chance to do what we're all clamoring for him to do, he finds a way to do something else. And it's like, bro, it really, it's a win-win situation for you. Because if you listen to us and you do what we say and you draft a player that we ask for, you can put it on us. You can literally absolve yourself from all the blame and say, this is what everybody told me that they wanted. How could I not go with this player? It's a win-win for you, brother. So why the hell do you keep 
blatantly disrespecting this franchise by just assuming that you're the smartest person in the room time after time. Now, I did have some time to, you know, mull over the situation and I have settled down a little bit. I do. There are some players at 13 that I wouldn't mind grabbing that linebacker from Notre Dame. We got 12. We got 12. Was it 12? It's tw- yes, sir. 12. Yes. 12. Confirmation. It's 12. Okay. So, um, no, yeah, but there's there's some linebackers at 12 that I think that we should take. Um, I think that maybe is kind of the avenue that how we may be going this year um, is he's going to try and attack that linebacking court, which is something we've never done as an organization. We've never actually tried to go out there and get a young um, ready-to-play linebacker in the first round. So, you know, yeah, that kid from uh, Michael Parsons probably won't be there, but the, the young kid from from Notre Dame, uh, who's a stud um, sideline to sideline linebacker, we may grab him uh, at that 12 spot. So, but yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like when I seen it, I just started laughing because I was like, all right, it's only a matter of time before my pop called me. <laughs> asking what the fuck are the eagles doing man and sure enough he called me and i said hey bro i don't know <laughs> it don't make sense to me now i get it if you're a front office boy you're sitting back and you look looking and listening to the rumblings around the league and all that and you know that's those are whispers that we don't hear right yeah so maybe they know all right they're they're there are a lot of teams that are trying to go up and get quarterbacks, which will push the which will push the talent back. And so maybe the first four picks are QBs, which pushes back all the receiver talent and makes other teams reach for different positions that they might not have thought they needed at that point. Maybe that's the angle. I mean, there are also several reports, and you know, obviously they're going to report this now after the fact, but reports that. Cincinnati was going to take Jamar Chase, who I think in everybody's eyes is the best wide receiver in this draft. And so how he's thinking, well, fuck, like I'm not just going to get fucked over in the draft. I'm going to make the best out of the situation and get more uh, resources for next year and also still get a guy who we kind of think can help this team right away. So, I mean, there is a logical angle to it, um, but still, fuck Howie, because he just... This, this is the thing. Like, if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it through that angle, through that prism, and I'm like, all right, we got a bunch of QB that's going to go early. Top tackle is probably going to go. That pushes the talent board down for us in terms of what we need from a wide receiver position or potentially a linebacker position or maybe even a corner. All right, all those guys fall. Bam. And we traded back. Yeah, it's a bad look, but, you know, the team that we traded back with, traded with another team and like they were going to take Jamar Chase at three if he was there as opposed to six and you never know, right? And then I'm sitting, I'm thinking, well, hold on. It's dope. All right. Extra pick. Insurance. All these dope angles. Eh. And then it hit me. (laughs) None of that don't mean a thing if you can't draft well. You can have the first 10 picks in the draft. It's shown. It's proven. It's in the books. It's in the putting this on the records. 
The Philadelphia Eagles can draft. draft, draft I think the, I think the number was about 34, 37 players in the first two rounds over the over X amount of years. One all pro, zero pro bowler. All pro was Carson. Year he got hurt. I'm looking at y'all receiving core. J.J. Arcega Whiteside, who I thought maybe could have been good at the time. Wasn't, obviously. Don't even get snaps. Jalen Rager, eh, you know, cool little piece. But when I sit back and I'm looking like, well, dang, I could have had D.K., A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson. Like, y'all could have had a completely different style of of team right now. Y'all y'all would have had a roster that would have kept Carson Wentz in Philadelphia and would have kept him in there producing at a high level. So with all this movement and draft picks that y'all did, like, yeah, it's dope, but I don't have faith that y'all are even going to hit the right pick when it comes around for it. Like, I got y'all down for having a chance to go get Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, and y'all go and get not even the best corner, the third or fourth best corner. Because that's the type of stuff that y'all do. Like you said, he wants to think he's the high, the smartest guy in the room. All right, let me take the third round pick in the first round for premium value because I don't know if he's going to be there later. No. You you go best player available sometimes. That's I don't good. have faith in to hit the pick. I don't know about you. I don't have faith either. Is what I, like, I don't have faith, but I will say this. Like that whole – the. The whole um, notion about our first round picks. People also have to understand this Eagles team within the last 20, 25 years has either been a, a pretty good team or a mediocre team. And most of the times we're picking in that range of like 15 to 25 is like normally that range of which we're drafting. So for that, that's a weird spot, especially having a first round pick in those spots. Like that's why him trading down is weird. It's probably because he's a little more comfortable trading from a lower spot like that as well. But it's just like, those are the kind of harder picks to really, especially because every draft varies. Like not every draft is 15 of the top guys are ready to play players. So it's like, you gotta, like those numbers, you pay attention to them, but you also gotta take them with a grain of salt because when you're drafting in certain spots, it limits the type of players that you have at your, you know, at your, uh, in your holster or whatever. So it just, it, it's frustrating. I do not know if, how he's going to make a solid decision with those potential three picks that we'll have next year because of the Carson Wentz deal too, which I think we're going to get that pick because he's definitely going to go to the playoffs. Like that team is a Super Bowl bound, but we'll get that later. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't have any trust in Howard. We're, I'm, we're venturing back into those thoughts and feelings towards Howard before he won the Super Bowl, where we were frustrated. We were kind of confused why he was still a part of the team and the organization and we're waiting for him to prove us wrong type of thing. So. Yeah, and like, like I'm sitting and I'm just thinking, like, all right, you trade back. Dolphins trade back. Niners trade up to go get Mac Jones is what you're telling me? There's no way. If they take Mac Jones, that's that's just shit. If you're, if, what's the point of taking Mac Jones? You might as well just stay with Garoppolo if you're going to do that. What's the fucking point? They ain't even let Bull throw the ball in the bowl like that, man. You cool with that? I mean, it's a Jared Goff syndrome. They don't trust him. 
It's it's like, but I think Jared Goff's been been average off rip. I knew Jared Goff wasn't it. Like that's why I didn't want him when he was coming out in the draft for Carson Wentz. I barely wanted Carson because I wasn't even high on Carson coming out of South Dakota. But Jared Goff, I knew he wasn't it. knew knew for sure he wasn't it. It, it's it's weird to me that like all year during the season it was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Draft come around now is Zach Wilson and Trey Lance who only played one game and Mac Jones was projected to go to the Patriots. Now they double back and it's oh Mac Jones is slated to be the third quarterback taken and it's like. Even if he is, like, his pro day, which you mean, like, pro days or whatever, we already had this conversation, but, like, he throwing in a controlled environment with no <laughs> wind in that joint and balls is going all over the place. Now, you know, we you know we saw legendary quarterbacks have terrible pro days and go on. It doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but it's like – Mac Jones, the third best QB coming into the like, maybe like that's how that's oh, how the no, Joe Burrow no, thing happened. No, 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 no. We're not saying maybe because, <laughs> bro, why are we disrespecting Justin Fields? Like, I swear this shit burns me the fuck out because it's like Justin Fields, top high school recruit was on a whole fucking Netflix series showing how good of a quarterback he was his senior year. Then goes to Georgia. They This is not the first time this happened to Justin Fields. Goes to Georgia. Jake Fromm's on that team. They choose Jake Fromm over him. He's like, man, fuck this shit. I'm going to Ohio State. And he goes to Ohio State. Balls per fucking usual. For two years, two years now, two years. Not one season, but two years, he gave you top-tier content, top-tier production. Now we now we going through the draft process, and two, not one, but two first-year quarterbacks. Well, Zach Wilson played two years, but he's only had two, uh, he's only had one good year. Two quarterbacks who've had one good year for each of them are now better than Justin Fields, who's shown you time and time again the type of talent that he has, and he only got beat up by Jake Fromm because they fuck with Jake Fromm and he was there off rip? Which is cool, but corny for, I mean, we're not talking about that at the moment. It's the bigger picture. It's some bullshit. They need to stop disrespecting these black quarterbacks and all these other white men going around here piping up these other corny ass. I mean, they're not even corny because I'm not, I'm not even going to be disrespectful, but piping up these other quarterbacks, these white quarterbacks that are nowhere near as talented as Justin Fields. Like he's he's shown you it. And you, everybody wants to talk about the fucking Clemson game um, uh, or, or the game against Alabama, whichever one it was. But it's like, bro, like one game? You want to kill him for one game? My whole thing is like, like this, like we we've seen this already. I'm not surprised. Like Lamar Jackson popped off the page when he was in college, and they put a whole whole bunch. It was a whole bunch of people that went over. Wow, he can't really throw. He's can't play the position. Blah, blah, blah. 
they not questioning if Justin Fields can play the position. They question if he can even be solid at the position, which is wild to me because he's going up against the top tier talent. He's beating the guys that y'all loving and praising. And now, like he runs a four, he, he runs a forty, and that's the lead story. Justin Fields runs a four four forty, da, 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 fast, third fastest, second fastest, first fastest, all these wild stats for you know, and it, it, and then it clicked again. I'm like, oh shit! I just saw the day before Zach Wilson come throw a rollout pass against nobody. Commentators in a full conversation sees the ball get get, get let off and goes, "Oh, that was the throw of the of the pro day season." I'm, one, I didn't even know we had a fucking pro day season. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I'm waiting. I can't wait to see the highlights for that. <laughs> Sports Center top ten e for sure needed, hundred percent. Then I'm like, "All right, well, well, damn, that, that was a dope pass, you know." Sam Darnold did it too, from from what Twitter told me, but cute pass. You know, one was against talent in the NFL, waiting for a touchdown. The other one was against Casper. All right, cool. Even so, I see Justin Fields come out, throw a crazy bomb. Caught. Beautiful in stride. Heard a couple. Little pitter-patters. Like, you know, when the teachers want to have the class, you know, clap for people, but they don't want to make noise. They do it. (laughs) Spirit figures and shit, little snaps, snaps, everybody. All right. So I'm like, well, damn, not only did he run a 40, a, a crazy 40, he was out there letting that bitch rip. And it looked like passes that he threw against Alabama in the national championship game after he just kicked Trevor Lawrence's ass. But the headlines was all oh, Justin Fields ran fast. Well, damn, I, I, I want to know what well, did Zach Wilson run slow? <laughs> I thought, are, are we, are we, are we showcasing the talents of both guys and covering both guys with the same angles? No, yes, no, I don't think so. There's no, way. and I'm not really here for that. I mean, because like one and a half might be the theme for me today. Because like I'm sure, like over the course of the season, about one and a half million people sat and watched. Not only watch Justin Fields, pick them apart because the program is 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 talented. No one was sitting and watching Zach Wilson play. No one sat and watched Trey Lance play and was like, you know what? He going top tier. You know, he a top tier QB. He going high, crazy high in the draft. Mac Jones was like, oh, you know, I can throw to Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle in the, in, in the game, and it's like, ah. <laughs> if we all looking at the same thing, how on earth are we coming to different conclusions on this stuff? I, I don't I don't get it, man. I it's just so baffling to me. It's so confusing. The packaging's fucked up. And I don't like it. I don't fuck with it either, to be honest. If we're being if I if I may be frank with you, I don't I, I don't I don't like it. Like I like I, I just want my quarterbacks to be held to the same standard as everybody else. Like people talking about, yeah, Zach Wilson just throws the ball better. How, how can you say that? Is that what the film show? Like, if I'm throwing against St. Mary Aquinas in like Alabama, I'm looking at the Alabama tape. B is as clear as day. Like, I want to play in fucking Coastal Carolina. Hey yo, let hey yo, 
let Zach Wilson play Justin Fields' schedule and let Justin Fields play Zach Wilson's uh, schedule. And we see, let's see what the numbers look like. Let's see what it really looked like. Because I promise you, he's going to be looking like Cam Newton in that bitch. Could you imagine? Because to be honest, that's what he is. He's Cam Newton on steroids. Because he's almost the same size as Cam and just as athletic, but can throw that bitch. Like, just imagine him with another, like, every touchdown, he be Jawan Howard cabbage patching. Yup. <laughs> all over the place. Ah, ah, ah. Having it. Like, you mean, but. Having but, it his way. Having it his way, for sure. Like, Jawan Howard's having it his way right now. Yo, shout out to that king, yo. Is he the best, is he the best coach left in the field? He might be. Has to be. Really? Has to be. Dude. Is, is he the Howard coach under the most pressure? No, he's playing with house money. He Ooh. lost his best player. They don't. They didn't expect him to go this far without his best player, without Isaiah. Hungry Lillard? dog shit. Come on, hungry, man. Hungry, hungry dog shit. Hmm. <laughs> he got his dog mask on. He's a fucking dog. Stop playing with that man. And everybody in the A was talking about, oh, how he get this, how he get this coaching job, how. He ain't got no college experience. He only worked in the NBA. Like, how he's supposed to coach these young guys? Jawan Howard was on the Fat Five. <laughs> Jawan Howard was mentoring kids while he was on the Heat, while he was an assistant coach, assistant player coach. He was mentoring the young guys as they were coming in, helping them ease their transition into the NBA. This isn't his first rodeo. He knows what the hell he's doing. Now, can we stop this notion and this ideology that black men and black coaches are not a value to these leagues? It's a fucking myth. Yeah, man. Like he, what he, what he's doing right now is dope. And like, like, like we, we just saw, like I just saw Bam Bio or out of the Bayou, depending on the Kendrick Perkins around or whatever, like hitting the cabbage patch in the, in the Jimmy Butler post game interview and shit, like. I mean that's peak culture. That's Jawan Howard staple. That's that's Michigan. That's Fed Five. And like all that being said, they still not gonna win the chip. I don't need them to win, bro. I just need them to get there. They don't even <laughs> gotta get there. They're here now. The the pipeline, the door is open. The talent's I, coming back through there. I just need them to get there, bro. My bracket. That would be dope. If they get that there, would be cool. The bracket would help a lot if if they do get there, but. Like I'm watching it. I'm watching the final four. Well, not I'm not watching the final four. I'm I'm waiting for the final four. But I'm watching the games and I'm like, all right. We got a lot of little Cinderella runs out of there. You know, a lot of people talking about, oh, you know, college hoops ain't really like talented this year. And and to a to a degree, I can agree with that. It's no, you know, there's no Zion in this joint. It's no there's some good players, bro. You know, it's no Mike Beasley, it's no KD, it's no dudes like that, but Beasley. It's, yeah, <laughs> shout out to Beasley. Is that for Kwaku? Yeah, because niggas seem to forget how dominant Bull was. But, you know, that's for another day. You know, it's no Carmelo Anthony since we're, since we're on the topic. <laughs> since we're on the topic, okay? But <laughs> there's still a lot of pros. Now, that's a different. Like, there, there's not a lot of NBA players left in the, in the field, but there's a lot of pros. There's a lot of guys who's going to go over – over the waters and go and, and, and be pretty fucking good. Mm. Everybody can't make the league, but like that don't make what's going on 
not as valuable as other years. Like what Gonzaga is doing right now, to me, is incredible. Yeah, it don't look crazy. Yeah, they don't. You don't turn them on and be like, oh, he's a pro. He's a pro. He's a pro. It's just you know, it's a. They play jointed basketball. They're on a string together. They move as one, one band, one sound, the whole thing. But I'm not here for the whole, oh, well, like, even if they do go undefeated and win a chip, it don't matter. Like, no. That means a lot to me. I don't know about you. That means something. I mean, I think it does mean something. I mean, I love... I think, I think that Gonzaga is easily, you know, one of the best teams in the country. I think, I, I, and I said this, I said this last week, and y'all, y'all know. I think Baylor does have a shot though against them. Like, I love everything about. Are you watching these games? Or did you watch Baylor play? Baylor has a shot. Baylor's defense is disgusting, and I just don't know. If Gonzaga has enough defensively to hold up with those guards, because they have a lot over there. Like, I understand that they, they they have a lot, too, and I'm not diminishing them at all, but I'm telling you, yo, everybody talking this Gonzaga shit, that's cool, and that's fine. But what I'm telling y'all is don't be surprised if them Baylor boys come out and they start biting motherfuckers' ears off. I'm trying. I'm, that's all I'm saying. We were robbed of this exact matchup during the season we because were. of the Roman. We were. They were supposed to play. We wouldn't have had two teams that would have been undefeated. I think Baylor would have ran the table just like Gonzaga. Agreed. Had not for, you know, all the, all the stumbles that they had as a team. But, like, I don't think it's crazy at all to say Baylor can win. Okay. I'm watching them, and I'm looking, and I'm like, well, Looking at Gonzaga, I'm like, yeah, man, they well a machine. You need about 85, 87 points to even compete with them guys. Take a nap, wake up, go to sleep, go to work, come back home. Watch the Baylor game, and I'm like, well, shit, you need about 83, 84 <laughs> points to beat them guys. I'm like, <laughs> saying you need high 80s at all to even compete in a game with teams like that tells me, one, you got pros at least one or two of them. And you got a team that believes in one another. And like most people are like, oh, yeah, that's Houston. Nah, like I get what Houston's doing. I fuck with them. But they but like they don't got I don't want to be I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, they played a bunch of double digit seeds in every round in the tournament. But like, yo, bro, they played a bunch of double digit seeds in the tournament every round like i ain't gonna say it ain't good because they are they're here Calvin Sampson's doing his thing but this will be like they haven't played a good team since texas tech and i want to say november yeah thanks every team since then has been mid they almost lost to Rutgers. not to say Rutgers is ass but they almost lost to Rutgers. but this has been houston all year though houston has played down to their comp on several occasions like, Houston is talented. Like, don't get us wrong. Like, Houston is talented as fuck. But the my issues with Houston are, one, they're uh, immensely incon- inconsistent. Uh, and, two, they 
they go so dry offensively from time to time. Like there's just so many expressions. Obviously, there's runs to the game, but there's times where they can't shoot a goddamn gun. Like it is bad. They are in a drought with no water in sight. Their lips are crusty as fuck. Like that shit is bad, yo. Like that shit is really bad. But so like that, those are the only like gripes that I really have with Houston. I fuck with Houston though. Like I had them, I I was rocking with them for a little bit. So I don't know. There's just not a trustworthy team, I think, is the consensus on that. Yeah, and I, I feel like we both agree that we're going to end up with a Baylor and Zaga national championship game. Do you think like for, uh, for Davion Mitchell? I really think, I mean, it's very simple, um, but it's Donovan Mitchell. Like, I, like their games are very, very similar. For quick step, quick first step, nasty as shit, can score three levels, can fucking um, orchestrate the offense, can run, you know, run the point when need be, like crazy athletic, crazy bounce. They both wear free. Like, I don't know. When I when I when I look at him, like I don't know if I have a comp for him off the top of my head, but I just I look at him and I think defense first, right? But he also like he he commands he com- like he reminds me like not like Darren Collison, but like that type of player for their team like consistent. He's going to lock up. He's not going to do nothing outside of himself. Even though in years prior he was a guy to go get you buckets. Yeah, you mean he would take off. Darren Collison had put on a Dane Lillard hat and go get you 30 if he needed it. Go get you a 15 high. They got a lot over there. They got a lot of pro guards, whether they're going to the league or going overseas. I think that that clash of stylistic basketball is going to be something that we need. Like, we always get pretty good national championship games historically and, like, you know, of course, you'll get your blowouts here and there or your your yawners or whatever. But I think a Baylor-Gonzaga national chip is something we need because you only need one game. And I'm not going to lie, if I'm if, if I'm watching a game as a, as a fan and not as a guy who needs a bracket to win, <laughs> I'm going to put – I'm putting Brad on Baylor. I am too. And there's nothing against Gonzaga because I think Gonzaga will win the game. But I'm putting bread on Baylor's spread for sure. Same, look, because either they cover, either they cover the spread and lose, or they outright take that joint from Gonzaga. And like, I'm not going to say Gonzaga is like a soft team, but like the angry team always comes out a little more hot in a national championship game. And I think early on, we'll probably see like a, oh, Baylor's out to a 18 to nine game. <laughs> First eight minutes, media timeout. And it's, uh-oh. And then Gonzaga's probably going to come out going on a run and, you know, we'll, we'll go into halftime in a two, three-point game. But that's going to be the key, though. It's going to be, I think, the biggest thing for that, if that is the national championship, is Baylor? Oh, book it. That's it's coming for sure. Book. Like Baylor, but Baylor, like maintaining their their energy throughout the whole game. Like that's gonna be on coach to where he's really gonna have to make sure, like 
he wants his guys jacked up and like how they normally are during every game, but he's also got to make sure he's managing that energy because those are the type of times where you exert a lot of energy and then second half you're flat because you don't have anything left because you exerted so much and because of the moment it takes over and like that shit happens in sports. Like that, like that energy momentum thing is real. Like you feel it, like it's actually a part of your body. So that would, that would, that's going to be a big key with them in order, you know, to keep it cool and, and uh, win that game. If, if that, if it comes to that. For sure. For sure. I mean, I, I think I'm, I, I'm confident that that's what we're going to see. You know, not not to slight any of the other teams in the field, but I just feel like those are the two best teams that we've seen all year. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens if Gonzaga loses. You know, like Twitter's going to go crazy a little bit. Well, we'll college basketball Twitter will because, you know, a lot of people are not really rocking with the whole idea of Gonzaga being a powerhouse basketball program. Yeah. Like, they're, like, super crazy wild dominant, like, never before seen. Almost like the Nets, you know? Like, they're putting up 80, 90 points a game in college. The Nets are putting up a buck 20 with the eyes closed without their best player. Who always finds himself in the news, you know, here and there, but... You know, he sent some messages out. You had a problem? Uh, uh, like, no, no, no. It wasn't even bad messages. It was like, yo, come play with me. Definitely come play with me. And now LaMarcus is over there, even though you called him going to Miami and all signs pointed him going to Miami. And then KD pressed the blue button and now he's over in, in Brooklyn, <laughs> which I'm cool with. You know I mean my guys double back? We got Andre Twag. Ah, <laughs> but the real the real that thing shit is don't like, matter. What don't matter? You getting Andre Drummond? That shit don't matter. That shit don't. Matter. Oh no 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 no! no. It matters. It, 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 um, excuse me. It matters a lot. Thank you. Thank you. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Your man. Oh, it matters. Your man still can't fuck with my man. So what's up? I mean, we know that real estate is free over there for him. Thank like he, you. Andre Drummond can't do nothing with Joel Embiid. We know that for sure. We know that for sure. But, but like, my thing, like, when this happened, everyone was all upset. Why is LaMarcus Aldridge going over there to play with KD? Like, KD's the worst guy ever. Why is he trying to get the super team to beat 36-year-old LeBron? And I'm like, hold on, yo. Y'all just told me. LaMarcus Aldridge ain't that good. Death was on that bandwagon. Oh, just told me Blake Griffin's done. He's over the hill. I am one of those people. So you can't come to me as one of those people and say, yo, they got a super team, bro. They got everybody. How are they going to lose? Bro, because everybody else is telling me that these guys wasn't good to begin with. It can't be both. Bro. It can't be, yo, they're good as shit when they're going with KD. But they was asked before they got there. Like, that's the LeBron effect that has now took a stranglehold on all transactional movements within the NBA. Am I lying? 
you're not like it's bro like <laughs> you just fall in love with like they just hear a fucking name like that's like their names they just hear a name like that's like people hearing fucking jeff teague going to fucking milwaukee and they're like oh yeah like milwaukee's about to be something no the fuck they're not they not about to be shit with no Jeff Teague. He not about to add shit to them. He wasn't shit in Boston. He wasn't shit when he tried to go back to uh, Atlanta. Young bull is washed and got nothing left. <laughs> not a thing. And it's like, it's like, I get it. It looks crazy. But you see the names on one roster. But it's like, listen, bro. You talking to me like LaMarcus Aldridge is coming and he's taking Nick Claxton's minutes. Facts. It's not happening. He's a break the glass when needed guy right now. You can't, like Blake said, I can't be ass in Detroit and then be Blake Griffin dunking over cars when I'm over in Brooklyn because I'm in Brooklyn with KD. Because if he would have ended up on the Lakers... It would have been, yo, you know, Bromick, everybody better, bro. Like, Blake about to be right back, averaging 22 and 12 and dunking on niggas. And like, I get it. That can be a thing. LeBron is that good of a player. But also, you cannot have it both ways. They can't be ass when they not on Brooklyn going against LeBron, which is the narrative written. Like, if Blake Griffin ended up in fucking Philly – People will be like, okay, whatever, it's Blake Griffin. But because he's in Brooklyn with KD, now it's, oh, like Kevin Durant needs everybody to beat LeBron. Like, no, bro. Nobody wins, one, nobody wins championships alone. Thank you. Period. <laughs> Two, why are we upset with the buyout market? Are the Nets supposed to be like, yeah, um, Listen, Lamarcus, like, we appreciate you want to come play with us, but, like, we think you should go play for, like, the Sixers or the Heat. Like, we don't need your talents. Like, we're cool with what we got. Why, why would any team do that? Or, 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 yeah, like, we know you could really add to our squad, but I think, like, we'd be, like, too good of a team, and, like, we just kind of don't want to be in that space. Huh? Huh? Raggy? <laughs> Raggy? Right? <laughs> like what, yo, that, bro? But this is a clear case of guilty by association. When you're associated with Kevin Durant, you're automatically looked at, looked upon as a cheater, as a bandwagon, and as a guy that needs an abundance of help. It's just the fact of the matter. Guilty by association. And like. It's, it's like, I like I get it. I understand. It don't look fair. Kevin Durant got James Harden and Kyrie and Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. And like, you know, LeBron has LeBron and Anthony Davis and whomever else you want to throw in there. And like, I, I understand people are upset with this movement, quote unquote. But like, we talked about this in previous episodes and, and all throughout like just time. It's like, there's only a few franchises that win championships in the NBA. 
And a lot of those teams have a lot of talent on those rosters. It's only now that we're in this era of multiple stars being on one team. That was never the case in the 2000s, in the 90s. It was one player per team. You draft, a, you happen to draft a Kobe and, 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 and things like that. Like, that was how the league was then. This, this era of the league that we're in now, like, players are going to go and try to win championships to salvage their careers. We saw Carl Malone do it. We saw Gary Payton do it. LaMarcus and Blake are the latest people to do it. They're just names right now. Now, if they come in and they prove to go and get, you know, 30 and close out games and stuff, then, oh, shit. Damn, it might be a little bit unfair. But I just can't subscribe to this, oh, Kevin Durant's taking the easy way out when people want to come play with Kevin Durant. What's the role? What, People want to come play with LeBron James. If the Lakers had more cap room, I'm sure they would go and grab, grab a whole bunch more people. Lakers just try to go get Kyle Lowry. Hello. Death tried. That's, Six years tried to get Kyle Lowry, which is quite Yeah, like, there's, there, like to me, there's no, I don't, I'm not really, I don't really have a problem with it. The only thing I would have a problem with, which is like trying to bubble up into a conversation is this whole like Steph Curry might end up with the Lakers and LeBron shit. And it's like, bro. That shit is weird. Take it it easy. Like, I'm not going to say it can't happen because anything can happen in in sports. There's no way that happened. No, no, no. I couldn't see. I couldn't see it. Cut that shit out. Cut this shit out talking about some, I'm not going to say. No, there's no fucking way that that happens. How the he is the man, he is the guy that is his fucking team. How the hell would he? Ain't no way that man is leaving Northern California. Get the fuck out of here, man. Bro, that's what I'm saying. People like we gotta think about it, bro. He's getting older in years and he still wants to win, and like he's he's like you know, he's still a champion. He's still in his championship window and his, his team's not ready and he looks frustrated. And I'm like, yeah, bro, but like, he's not going to leave Clay. And they hit me with the, oh, well, we don't know what Clay's going to be like when he comes back. I'm like, bro, Curry's going to wait a year to even shooter, find out. Yo, like, stop playing. He's a Literally, he's a bro. Shooter, yo. Literally, like, bro. He's, he's a sniper. Did y'all not see the vids of him not jumping and just shooting the ball and it was still just going in effortlessly Jones look like free throws bro it's like i i get all the speculation and like obviously that's a rumor that would probably never ever happen but just the mere fact that people think that it could happen shows me that we're in we're in we're in a bad space like we're not no, we're not in quite as bad space like michael rapaport and, 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 and your guys but we're in a bad space did you want to get something off your chest with that? Ah, uh, bro, I did because that's some weird shit. Because it was Katie was being very clear and direct with what he was, <laughs> what what he was talking about. Bro, I don't fuck with you. I'm trying to beat your ass. It was very simple, clear and direct, live and direct. He sent them to him. He didn't send no tweets. He wasn't on no burner accounts for all you corny ass haters. He was right at him, and he wanted to be a bitch about it. But it's cool, you know. I don't get into other to another man's business. That ain't, I mean, that don't got nothing to do with me. But at the end of the day, you on some weird shit. 
he was talking, he was coming to you as a man and you was on some scared shit. Like, come on, yo. Like, I find, I find that whole exchange to be super funny. He, he do be dicky in. Like, fuck. Nah, he do. Like, he be dicky in. He do be dicky in be for on, sure. Uh, he be on Undisputed and shit, talking like he's a goddamn analyst. Yeah, I never really understood. And he a part of your clan. He a Lakers fan. He a part of your clan. You claim him. That's your guy. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't. I He's don't a part of your clan. What we just say earlier? Guilty by association, my nigga. <laughs> Fuck you, talk about. Nah, <laughs> you know the saying: all all money ain't good money. <laughs> <laughs> that's the type of situation we're in. Like, yeah, he's a fan, but like that nigga sitting at the other table. <laughs> he just happened to have the same clothes on. Hey, yo, bro, he at the kids' table. Hey, bitch, I put you down there with him. You know, we're not we're not claiming ball, but like, it's just funny because whenever KD do anything on social media, all the Brown fans who didn't like what he did. All the basketball fans who didn't like what he did, they come out in droves. It's like it's like the I hate Kyrie Irving fan club times a million, bro. And like they both on the same team and people hate what those two guys do more than a lot of people. Because of themselves. They don't pander to the media. They don't pander to anybody. Like that's what they don't like. Bron and shit. Like I fuck with Bron. He my guy. He panders. Curry, he panders. It's cool. That's who you are. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how you... Look, people have to understand, everybody handles this media shit differently. Like, everybody's not the same when they handle this shit. So, you just got to respect for what they are. Like, and that's where you gain... Like, this is like, this is free game because this is how, like, this is how players are. When you handle them with a certain way, like, they they go off of your energy. So, if you on some weird shit, they gonna give you some weird shit. If they on some shit to where, like, you on some shit to where they can't trust you, they not gonna trust you. They gonna give you some bullshit. Like they gonna treat you. You gotta treat them like they're regular people. Because at the end of the day, that's what they do. They bleed just like us, and they just handle shit differently because they're in the they're in the scope that's different than most. Like they under the microphone. I mean, not the microphone, but the microscope. Like, come on, they just handle it. Like everybody handles shit differently, and we gotta be okay with that. Just like everybody handles their emotions differently, and everybody handles their finances differently. It's the same shit. Yeah, I mean, like, and Kyrie said it best a while ago, like, he's like, you know, people have mute mood swings, like, humans have mood swings, like, that's the thing that everyone has, like, I'm not a bad person because I have mood swings, you can't define me for, for, for embracing my humanity and, like, what I do as a person, and it's like, when do we become, when do we get to a space where celebrities dictate everything, like, I get it, you know, social media is like in a way a very intimate setting in regards like, oh, I'm on so-and-so's page. So-and-so just retweeted me, blah, 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 blah. Like, I get it. But celebrities aren't warranted to live by the rules of whatever you think they should do. If they want to handle the media and social media like LeBron and only handle it for activism and change and voicing concerns for certain things, oh. If someone wants to handle their social media like KD and go back at people because they're people too and they have feelings too, who, what makes that different? Because he plays ball and you think you know him because you watch him hoop? 
I think it's all that shit though, bro. Like, I think it's really like, at the end of the day, these people are fans of these people and they believe that they should have the same, like their ideologies should align with theirs. And it's like, no, we're different people and it's okay for us to think differently. Like there's a bunch of people that I follow and I fuck with that I don't fuck with everything that they do. It's just like friends. You know how you have friends with different situations? You have a friend where like, if you're going through something personally, you talk to them about that shit. You got a friend who knows a lot about finances. So I talk to them a lot about that. It's the same thing with like fandom and celebrities and sports. I look at KD when I want to see some funny shit or about hoops or Kyrie about hoops or something like that. I look at fucking, um, fucking Angela Rye if I want to get some black political shit off my chest and I want to tap in with that. If I want to hear some woman empowerment and some intellectual thoughts, I maybe tap into Amanda Seals. Like there's a whole bunch of people that you can really tap into for different things. And we have to be okay with that and realize that you have to make, you have to look at their lives and then basically place their lives kind of in like what your life is like as well. Like it's obviously harder to fathom because they have a lot more exposure and a lot more money, but it's the same in terms of you like doing a lot of different things these players like to do a lot of different things. They don't just like hooping. They're not fucking robots. You don't turn them on and off when you want to play basketball. They're fucking people. So you got to just, you got to, people got to understand that people got to take the time to realize that they are goddamn people. <laughs> and like, it's funny because it's like, bro, at the end of the day, like, who cares if KD got a burner? Who cares if KD going at somebody? Like, I got friends who, only on social media to do troll jobs. All they do is troll people. What if KD was that person who just likes to troll people? He just happens to be KD with a check mark, with buckets all over the place, and championships, and he plays on a team that you fucking hate because he's going against the guy who you love. It just so happens that he's that troll who's a bit more famous than your man from around the fucking corner. Thanks. I'm not here for that, man. Because imagine if LeBron was that guy. Just imagine. If LeBron was the trolling, funny, I'm at everybody when I feel slighted type nigga. Kind of was for a little bit. He kind of was for a little bit in Miami. But I know. Yeah, but he he was doing it through the media. You know, he was actually doing it in front of people and not through typing. Which is whatever. Like, I was here for That was my favorite version of LeBron. Yeah, I love, showed, I love Miami. I love Miami because it showed me that like he really was paying attention to what people were saying, and he was using it as fuel. And he was also listen, y'all can talk all y'all want about me, but y'all gonna go back to y'all same boring ass lives. I'm good. This is just a game. This is y'all career. This is a game for me. I'm not losing that much sleep off of this shit. I don't know. If, I don't know if Brown would be who Brown is. But I don't know. I don't know if they let him be who he is right now. If he was KD, because KD, I would love to see that. I would love to like, like I just I just stumbled on a video of, of Bron FaceTiming AD while AD was playing Call of Duty, right? And it sounded like a regular ass conversation between me and you. What you on, Bo? <laughs> man, hey, shit, man, I'm over here about to. What you on the game and shit? Oh, all right, where I do it, man. I just want to see what you was on, dog. I'm gonna hit you later. That type joint, and it's like. 
even a dude like LeBron, like he can't even fully be himself because social media has now created an atmosphere where you have to be this on social media. That's your social media brand. You go against the brand, all oh, next thing you know, you selling Nikes with blood in them. That's your guy alone like that. <laughs> A drop of blood. Get the fuck out of here. Where did he get that from? That's my question. What nigga he volunteered? He need Jesus. <laughs> he need God. See that that that, that whole situation. That shit is not okay. See, my whole thing with that, before we get out of here, like, like before we get out of here, like, I'm indifferent on it because I, I don't give a fuck one way or another. Like, I get it. You can look at, oh, it's it's imagery, it's art, it's, you know, accepting people for who they are and allowing this to happen and, and being a voice for the voiceless and the oppressed. I'm here for all that. I also understand people who are like, ah, oh, some fucking Satan shit. I'm not here for it. Why would Nike do that even though they didn't do it? But look, man. If y'all was around, if this atmosphere was around when Tyler, the creator, came out and dropped Yonkers and all that type of shit, we would be having this conversation about him as well. It was, though. It was. This was the consensus, but Tyler, creator, what, he just didn't blow up. Like, he blew up, but in different- He didn't have Old Town Road. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he, <laughs> blew, up, he blew up in the, in, the, in the specific circles that he needed to blow up in, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And when he did it, when in the circle in which he blew up, everyone was like, that's fucking weird, but I like it. It's right. <laughs> I Dang. like it. It's, it's provocative. It gets the people going. You know, but like, little Nas X came out, he might have overstepped his boundaries a little bit, but my whole thing with that is like, y'all mad at him as if he's supposed to be the one who's raising your child. If you letting a celebrity dictate your child's Molding as a youth, you are a bad parent. But I'm right. to that. We're just that type of stuff is TBD. I don't really want to get into all that, although we can if people want to. Just saying, that's a that's a uh, you problem. <laughs> that's a you problem. I mean, if you're like your child, you know, next thing you know, motherfucker will be trying to be Superman, Batman, Spider. Who knows? No Marvel for him. Maybe. Put that, tell that nigga to get off the social media and go let that kid play curveball or something. Or pick up a book. I don't know. I, don't, I, I ain't got kids. I don't even have kids. Oh, uh, yeah. I ain't going to tell nobody to raise their children because I ain't got none. But uh, <laughs> that'll be TV. What? Mishima? You sure? I'm a slapper. Mishima? I'm a slapper. Man, drive the damn car. <laughs> I'm out of here. Oh, woo woo. Woo woo woo. Are you not entertained? Is that why you are here? Fuck this. What more can I say?